today, and, and I want to share something with you if I could. In Matthew chapter 9, so take your Bible, turn there, Matthew chapter 9, and I'd like to begin to read verse 18. Matthew 9, verse 18. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and uh, so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the ministers and so on, what I want to talk to you about tonight is an act that touches all eternity. Verse 21 says, For she said within herself, If I may touch the, uh, his garment, I shall be whole. There is a sense in which everything touches all eternity. For instance, just a kind word may influence life and the power of that life may touch all eternity for others. I was at the grocery store a while ago and, and they, I come out to my car and there was a man right side of me getting in his car and I said, How you doing, buddy? And he turned around and we got to talking and he said, I just retired and I'm miserable. I miss my work, miss my job. And he was talking with me about it. And I asked him, was a Christian? And he, he, for about 20 minutes, I guess, we stood there and talked. And I said, I'm a pastor. And uh, I'd like to invite you to church. He said, I am not believing this. He said, I was needing somebody to talk to. And he said, I live a long way from here. Why I come to this grocery store tonight, I'll never know. And I said, well, I don't usually come to this grocery store either. I go on down the under. And uh, there we were together. And uh, in that few minutes, I think I heard most of his life story and all the things that was going on in his life. And he went away and he said, I'm going to start coming to church. And uh, just the, what I'm saying is sometimes we don't think that just a kind word or just uh, mention to somebody means anything, but it does. A generosity act may touch all eternity. The little woman giving her two mites had so no idea uh, that her humble deed would be recorded in the infallible Word of God for all eternity. Just like one little woman giving her mites to the Lord in offering. An act of bravery might, might touch all country. Like rescuing some from, from a burning building or from drowning and or what I've been rescued by somebody three different times from drowning. And uh, I, I, I remember each instance, and each one of them that did it, it helped me. I looked like I'd learned directly I can't swim, but I haven't got it yet. I love the water. But uh, on the other hand, negative acts touch all eternity also. For instance, a drunken father leads his children to drunkenness, and in turn, their children get away from the Lord and go into the world. And uh, it goes for the mother, too. And so these acts, uh, negative acts, also touches all eternity. 
Paul said in Romans 14, verse 7, For none of us lived to himself, and no man died to himself. So we know that every act that we do touches somebody. Uh, for instance, there's three things here that I want to show you. In John chapter 6, verse 47, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me hath everlasting life. And this is, and this is the one act that touches all eternity. A man I've been wanting to talk to about his salvation for years, I guess 40 years or better, called me today on the phone, was talking to me, and, and for the first time I got to talk to him, and I said, I want to know something. Are you saved? He said, well, I belong to the Baptist church. I said, I ain't what to ask you. I'm not interested in what church you're interested in. I want to know you're born again. Are you saved? He said, yes, sir, and told me where he got saved. And all these years I've been wanting to talk to him about it, never got the chance till today. Three things here, please. This act is a personal act. There's no such thing as second-hand faith. It's a person, it's personal, or it's nothing. We can wear someone else's clothes, we wear somebody else's shoes, but we can't possess someone else's faith. We can live in somebody else's house, but we must have our own saving faith. Saving faith cannot be inherited, barred, or bought. We can get a lot of things from others, but faith must be our own individual. We must trust Christ ourselves. And every person must answer for themselves. The Bible accounts of many it shows us these things. Nicodemus, Zacchaeus, Stephen, Cornelius, the jailer, all answered for themselves. The question is always comes down to this. What have you done with Christ? Have you trusted Christ yourself? It's your decision. Think about this. What tremendous things happen when by the single act of faith we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior. In John chapter 1 verse 12, 12 says, But as many received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Now think about that for just a second. By the one act of you using your faith to trust in Christ, God said He makes us sons of God. What a marvel. Uh, the storehouse of provision is open to us by the one act of faith. Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I use that verse all the time. When I get to feeling sorry for myself or I don't have everything I want, and by the way, everything we want is not ever always good for us. But uh, Philippians 4.19 said, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches. Matthew 6.25-34 Jesus told His disciples and us that we have but one thing to do. He said, First, seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, uh, first of all, all the act of faith is personal, but great things happen when we exercise this one faith. Then, this act is permanent. John 10, verse 28. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And so, when you exercise the one act of faith, you have permanence in salvation. I can give you many verses that teach that. But what I want to get to tonight, salvation is a free gift. Salvation is established a relationship. 
And the relationship is eternal. It's in Christ Jesus. The requirement of salvation made plain in the Word of God. John 3.36 He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Now, because the Christian sin offered his fellowship, but not his relationship. Now, I want you to get this. The Christian, when he sins, affects his fellowship, but not his relationship. Now, I have a, I have a lot of questions asked me all the time, and this is where the, the Assembly of God and the Church of God and those that claim that you can get saved and lose your salvation, they can't understand something. They always bring up somebody in that they know that one time or another they made a public profession of faith in a church in Christ Jesus and then they did something wrong and they say they lost their salvation. Now let me give you something. I want you to get this and it's very important. The one act of faith when you trust Christ in yourself or as your Savior that's permanent. That's everlasting. You can't get rid of that. God gives you eternal life. But when a Christian sins, his fellowship is broken, but not his relationship. Two words every Christian ought to get familiar with. That's relationship and fellowship. We're brought into the family of God when we receive Jesus Christ by faith. This relationship is eternal. Our mistakes and our failures affect our fellowship, but not our relationship. And that's all 1 John is written for. 1 John is written to Christians. And it's written, it, it plainly says, when you sin, if you sin, and it makes it plain that we're all going to sin after we're saved, talking to Christians, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ the Righteous One, to intercede for us. If we say that we have not sinned, we will deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just forgives our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and the word, His word is not in us. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So, uh, first thing you've got to understand when you exercise your simple faith in Christ Jesus, that's permanent. But the Christian is sealed by the Holy Spirit also. Ephesians 1.13, Ephesians 4.30 talks about it. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Then God has promised that nothing can separate us from Him. Romans chapter 8, verse 38. The Bible says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now, because Jesus promised that He would preserve this relationship. John 6, verse 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come unto me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. And we need to put that no wise down and remember. Now here are some Bible reasons for salvation given us by faith in Christ Jesus. Permanent when by faith in Christ we are saved. The act of faith is persuasive. One day Paul stood before Agrippa and gave him God's plan of salvation clear and plain. 
Then Paul said to Agrippa, Acts 26, verse 27, Believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Verse 28, Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Paul's life and testimony touched old Agrippa and almost persuaded him to come to Christ. Now, mine and yours, life touches another. Now, that's God's way. We are to touch others by word and by influence. My acceptance of Christ touched all eternity. It meant my salvation. My acceptance of Christ means I am uh, to touch others by showing forth Christ. I am to go with the gospel. The disciples were saved and charged to tell others to preach, and they did. And Stephen was saved and charged to tell others. Now, I said all that to get to something. I was pretty mean in junior high school, and uh, I liked to fight back then. Not now. But back then, I, I just loved to fight. That's, that's the way it was. And, uh, and all my teachers, and even every one of my classmates, after they heard that I got saved and God called me to preach, they would call me at different times. And, and now we have this fellowship here at the church once a year with, with about 55 of them that come here from my junior high class. And all of it's because you got saved and you're preaching. And they couldn't believe it. And, and they have a saying that uh, if Brother Strong talks to you long, he's going to ask you, do you know you're going to heaven or not? I'm going to tell you how. And every one of them know that. And they know that I'm going to stand for something. Now you say, what difference does that make? Here it is then. Did you know how many, preachers, how many funerals I preached of my junior high class friends and those that surround them? And they called me. And they uh, called me when they're sick. One of my best friends, his brother, was dying. And he called me and he said, Brother Strong, he was uh, living in Georgia at the time, and he called me, Brother Strong, you go see my brother. And I went over and got to lead him to the Lord. And he never got over that. He died a little bit of that after that, and he went to heaven. Now, here's what I'm saying. You say, well, what I do is my business. No, it's not. You influence somebody else. Every act that you do, you're going to influence somebody. And you can either influence them for good, or the Bible says you can influence them for evil. Now, the one act of faith, though, when you get saved, that's sealed by you, and you can't lose your salvation, but you can sure lose your influence. Now, Paul was saved, Acts chapter 9, verse 20. Straightway he preached to Christ in synagogue, that he is the Son of God. Now, God ordained the way to spread the gospel, and the way you spread the gospel is you get saved and you tell others about Christ Jesus. David B. Stewart wrote this about the young man, Scottish preacher, Robert Muir McShane. He left his mark, as you have done, on history's golden page. The record of his holy life has meaning for our own age. Oh, give us, Lord, concrete desire to be like Him, a soul on fire. At Calvary He found the love which drew His heart away from all the emptiness of life, its glitter and its array. His life transformed, the world henceforth show the debt of love which He did owe. 
and still our God can work today if we but seek His face for mighty moments of His love outpouring of His grace. McShane, like let our spirits sweep that God would find the long lost sheep. Three things to remember before I close. Number one, salvation is redemptive. We have been bought with a price, the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. Number two, salvation is transforming. Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, I want to show you something, and I know that this is true, and it's taught in the Scripture. If somebody says they get saved and there's no change in their life, they didn't get saved. That's where you come up with these people that they don't understand that you get saved and you lose your salvation soul. No. If you get saved by the grace of God, your life changes. I know one thing. I'm not like I was before I got saved. And I've never been that way again. Now, I slip every once in a while. I do things wrong that I shouldn't do, just like every other human being in a sinful body. But by the grace of God, I'm saved. But anybody that don't think that salvation is transforming don't know the Word of God. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. And then thirdly, salvation is to be shared. If you get saved, you're to share that salvation with someone else. Salvation is the work of God. It's costly. God gave His only begotten Son. Now, it didn't cost us anything, but it cost God His only Son. Our acceptance of Jesus Christ as Savior is one act that touches all eternity. John Collins told a story about the leader of the church in Chad. The work had been experiencing some troubles, and a native leader of this work wrote two missionaries and expressed his unanswered loyalty to the cause of Christ. He said, if I had ten pairs of hands, they would all serve Jesus Christ. If I had ten pairs of feet, they would all be used to go with the message of salvation to others. Someone put that thought into poetry. If I had ten lives to give thee, ten hearts to love thee well, ten minds to think thoughts of thee, ten mouths thy grace to tell. Lord, I would give them gladly to show my love to thee. For Jesus, by his precious blood, stooped down and saved even me. But I have only one life to offer, one heart which to love, one mind to read with thee, one soul destined for above. Then take this life I offer and use me, Lord, even me, to show thy love to others. And bring much praise to thee. That's a tremendous poem. Most of us are like the old farmer. The preacher said, uh, I was visiting one day, and he said, uh, John, uh, I notice you've been missing church a lot, but you need to get back in church. He said, uh, John, if you had two mules, would you give one of them to the Lord? He said, sure, preacher, you know I would. I want to, I want to serve the Lord. He said, uh, if you'd had uh, uh, three sheep to give, would you give one of them to the Lord? He said, oh, you know I would, preacher. And he kept on, he said, uh, if you had two bushels of corn, uh, would you give one of them to the Lord? John, he said, well, preacher, yeah, sure I would. 
And he said, well, if you had two pigs, would you give one of them? And he said, now, preacher, you know i got two pigs. <laughs> I've thought, thought about that a many times. And that's just about the way people are, isn't it? And when it comes to serving the Lord, as long as they ain't got something, they're willing to give it to the Lord. But let me give you something. Your life counts. And it counts for testimony to the Lord. And you influence somebody around you. And don't forget that. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I think of this lady, Lord, that no, no matter over the years of being in agony, of bleeding, and shedding blood from her own body, and just touching Jesus' hem of His garment, she was made whole. And that one touch was recorded in the Bible, God's Holy Word, that we might read of her and hear of her for all eternity. That one act touched all eternity. And Lord, when you reach down your hand and say to our soul, each one of us here tonight has been touched for all eternity. And we can touch somebody else for all eternity. Help us do it and witness for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Shake hands with somebody, please.